mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Robert? I'm feeling incredibly present. Ooh. I feel like I'm in the present moment. That's great. And I bizarrely have a Kate Bush song in my head. Which one's that? It's where she goes, I put this moment here. I put this moment here. Like that. It's like what a kind of like poetic what kind album of moment. Is it on? I can't remember, but it's in my mind right now. And there is something about our guest today. Yes. Her paintings make me feel very present and in the moment. In the moment, yes. Yeah. I'm very alive. Yes. And I grew up near a river, the River Thames, and nature was a big part of my childhood because my family were Welsh. Yes. And um, I used to go to Tenby a lot and to where my dad was from and also Newport and Swansea. And We're getting a big uh, thumbs up from our guest. <laughs> so there is a relationship I have from my memories of yeah. childhood, mm. but also about the things that I love now, which Landscapes. is going on, on walks yeah. as well. and um, We love a walk. We've, we've walked to many places, haven't we? We love a walk. <laughs> we do love and a walk. today we are going to take an art walk. Yes. Looking at these incredible paintings. Yeah. We are currently surrounded. We're at Flowers Gallery in central London. On in Cork, Cork Street. Street. And they have very kindly brought out many of our guest paintings. So we are surrounded by the most We're beautiful. We're immersed. We're in an immersive experience. Vivid, bright, wonderful paintings. Figurative and also landscapes. Yes. So we would like to welcome our guest, Lucy, Lucy Jones. Hi. <laughs> Hi Lucy. Welcome. Well, can I say to that? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Oh. It's an absolute honour to have you here yeah. today. Um, we've been big fans of your work for the past year. We actually discovered your work quite recently. Um, but you've obviously been making work for a, a long time, many decades. Yeah. And um, we discovered it through another guest on Talk Art called Lena Dunham. Um, and she is an actress and writer and screenwriter in America. Mm-hmm. And she... An artist. Oh, an artist, of yep. course, because she makes watercolours herself, which actually yep. you'd probably really like. Yeah. I have to show you. Yeah. A lot, lot of self-portraits. Yeah. Oh. And she reposted a link to one of your interviews with The Guardian. Oh. And I read it and I was so inspired by it. And um, luckily I knew Matthew Flowers a tiny bit and then he sent me one of your books and then I got to sort of learn all about your work. So big shout out to Lena and thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, but no, but we're really excited to be here today. So you've travelled down from Shropshire for this, where you're based now, right? I have, yes. I stayed the night somewhere, but yeah, came from Shropshire. Hannah, how are you feeling? Are you feeling um, al- alert or? Um, I'm very alert. I did have a large cup of coffee this morning. Good, <laughs> good one. Yeah, <laughs> to kick myself off, as it were. Wonderful. So yeah. Right, um, what do you want to know? Well, so we talk, so we talk about Shropshire then, which plays yeah. a massive part in your work now. Yeah, right? just now. I mean, oddly, you were talking about the Thames, and I used to base all my work around the Thames. Oh, wow. Okay? Right. When I lived in London. Where did you live in London? Um, for, well... In a way, all my life up to about 15 years ago. Yeah. And then we moved to Shropshire. And that was a real shock. I bet. Because, because it's so green. Right. That's true. All the trees. And... But, like, but like a culture shock, you found that... Yeah. Did, was, you, was you worried to make the transition from, if you'd been making work in London, especially to Shropshire? Yeah, yeah, no, I was. I mean, I really thought, oh, my God, that <laughs> this is mad. But yeah. in fact, I probably had kind of finished with... Not finished with London... Nobody can be finished with London. <laughs> I second that, yes. But I 
I'm very glad I did because it gave me my work a whole new lease of life. Yes, yes, yes. And um, just working outside and having my little allotment and my garden and I can crawl around in my allotment uh-huh. trying to grow food. Ha-ha. <laughs> most expensive food in the world oh wow that i grow it's a bit all organic all organic <laughs> but also i need so much help oh, um, nice. to, to actually grow, grow the food yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah um it costs quite a lot of money oh my god well, you've got to keep selling your paintings. Exactly. Well, so let's let's talk about. So you you mentioned crawling around. So yeah. you're an artist that was born with cerebral palsy. That's right. And yeah. that's affected you physically when you're creating yeah. art. But what's been it's so wonderful about your work is that that hasn't took you back. It's kind of also you've made that your art. Yeah, yeah. That that is that is very true because I. From when I got back from the Rome Scholarship, I started doing more and more self-portraits. Yeah. So I balanced it against cityscapes, which was either Rome or London, yeah. and self-portraits. And I slowly began to kind of look at myself which I found quite difficult at first. Mm. Um, and I developed those paintings over the last, what, 30 years? Mm-hmm. Um, and began to kind of explore a bit more about disabilities within those self-portraits, but that also included the dyslexia, mm. which is big, big, big problem. For you, and you, you were only yeah. diagnosed with dyslexia in your 30s? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So prior to that, you didn't, it was a, a, a thing that you just couldn't really work out what was... Well, I, I kind of knew that it was dyslexia, but I hadn't actually been diagnosed, and... Actually, getting that diagnosis was a great relief because you you feel so guilty about not being able to read very well, yeah. not being able to write, or yeah. kind of um, as if you're in a kind of no man's land. Right. And in a way, that mimics the cerebral palsy because I lose lose my balance quite often. So I have to be very sure of how how to move, okay? And the dyslexia also puts you off balance. Mm -hmm. um, It's difficult to explain. So was it, I guess it was reassuring when you had a diagnosis that you were yeah. able to go, oh, okay, cool. There was yeah. some sort of relief that came with yeah, that. Yeah, it was a huge relief. Wow. relief. And I got quite a lot of help after that. Yes, of course. I went to wonderful yeah. tutor every two weeks for about two, two years. And my reading got much, much better. Oh, wow. Um, more reading novels and, yes, that was good. One of the things I really responded to when I discovered your work was a painting that actually includes uh, text and writing in the painting. Yeah. And I love how you involve um, the written word like in your paintings. And there's a self-portrait of you called um, You Looking at Me? question um, mark, And it's got the word um, watching you looking at me. Um see a picture. Um, yeah, it's that one there. Oh, um, oh, yeah. And I love that painting so much. Yeah. And you've got the words back to front. So it's almost like a code you have to kind of decipher as you're as looking at it as, as a viewer. Yeah. 
And I, I just found it so arresting because your stare that you've painted, it's a self-portrait. It's like you're a challenge. You're looking right at You're the, challenging the, yeah, viewer, the viewer to kind of yeah. decipher and what I just, you're saying. I was so struck by that painting. I thought it was incredible work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so um, can you talk a bit about using words in your work? Well, that, that's quite often why I do. I turn text around. It's awkward for people to read because I want them to really think about the reading of the text and um, and decipher it and make it slightly awkward. Mm. Like life is awkward, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredibly awkward. It's incredibly difficult, and um trying to kind of explore, explore that idea within my work. Mm-hmm. And you um, have a book as well called Awkward Beauty, which yes. is a, a recent book. And I thought that title was so perfect because yeah. your yeah. paintings have such a kind of allure to them and a kind of sensual, the kind of nature and the experience of being within nature. Yes. And um, yeah, I really like the portraits, that idea of awkwardness. The, the yeah. portraits, I think, because you, you challenge the viewer with your own body, what you're putting out there. Yeah. And you, you feel like, I think you, I've read something about, you mentioned something about like the male gaze and in, in art. And the fact is that because of your disability, you have a gaze on you in an, on another level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's that awkwardness that people, you find people find around looking at your work. Yeah. Which in self has a beauty in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Gothic Mongo. Oh, thank you, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why did you start with um, cityscapes? What was it about the outdoors, like bridges um, and architecture? That I could, I could, I could get, I could get away. I mean, art school, I found interesting but quite difficult mm. because you were. Um, Thinking back, don't think I've actually worked this out before, but being art school, you never had time to draw over a long period of time from the model or from anything really because they would want to keep the models moving. And I... I found that really difficult. I mean, I did do quite a lot of work for the model, but what I found was going up to the South Bank, in those days, kind of 10 o'clock in the morning, it was really quiet. Yes, lovely. No people. And I would take my pen and ink and chalk and I could sit there for hours, and mm. um, and I uh, and I would I'd have a little stool and I'd prop my work up on my knees, pen and chalk, and I would do these drawings which were again quite awkward. Mm. I used this peculiar pen called an automatic pen, but. Nothing less automatic in the world. And what is an automatic pen? Is that the one you sort of click uh, down? No, yeah, it's just an Italian pen. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. And oh, the, so you can do it at any angle. You can yeah, do it at any angle. Yeah, any angle. But I right. used to use it on a straight line, and then I'd have a chalk, right. and I would go over the line in chalk. Uh-huh. So in a way, I was reinforcing the surface of paper with the chalk. Mm. Um, and I would spend several hours wow. doing it. So you take, do you take quite a long time on work anyway? Or you, do you like uh, to get something no, out? No, I take quite a long time. Yeah. It does vary quite right. a lot, but um, I take quite a long time. And you were, you were studying in the 70s, 
Um, so you went to the Byam Shaw School of Drawing and yes. Painting, which yeah. then became St. Martin's, didn't it, later? Yeah, it did. Yeah, so it kind of evolved into a different it school eventually. It kind of evolved into something, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. you went to Camberwell, um, yes. School of Art, uh, from 76 yeah. to 79, and no, you got a first-class yeah. honours, yeah. which is, like, really impressive. Um, and then you ended up doing a master's eventually at the RCA, Royal College of Art. Yeah. So right. when were you going to the South Bank? Was that kind of early 80s? That, you were that was when I was at Camberwell. Oh, at Camberwell. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cool. And then I went on to the RCA and I kind of kept doing the same thing. Although I was able to model um, and I would work for the model mm. at the Royal well, College. College of Art, yeah. Was that like life drawing? Um, no, it paint painting and I quite often would take two or three weeks over the painting. Oh really? You know, so would you would the f- model be there present or would you have to yeah. use work from a photo? Oh the wow. Yeah, present. And um they were life life size. Wow. Again. Mm. Be- because at Cameron when you had a life room situation. You know, like, if I mention you now, yeah. you, your head is that big, but you actually don't look that big, do you? I've got quite a big head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be his ego. I, I, people think people <laughs> think my ears are big. Both of you have got a huge ego. <laughs> so you, you don't... You, you know, you you are kind of life size. Yeah. And if I was to paint you, I want I've always wanted to get that kind of idea of scale. Scale, but also something very real in front of you. So do you like yeah. to paint like life size? If like like we've got a painting to my right here, uh, which is self portrait. And yeah. the head, your head, is the size of your head in real life. Yes. Do, and do you like to make works that are have that sort of scale, I, that size, yeah, that I, weight to them? I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So you wouldn't make little little drawings and stuff. You kind of quite like to work yeah. big. I do quite like to work big. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that portrait that you were looking at yeah. is, um, let me think... A meter high. Wow. And I'm kind of squashed into it. Right. You're yeah. contained in the piece. The piece is sort of like keeping you in yeah. the, yeah. the edges yeah. of the canvas. Yeah. Do you like that feeling of being like painting works where you are contained within the canvas? You use that. That's You have your parameters there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is something which is really important to me. It's a... It, it's a that's yeah. And I'm working within that square or rectangle. Mm. And um and that is what, what I'm really interested in. And I've got I wouldn't say total control over that mm. surface, but nobody else can can interfere with it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in everything else in my life, mm. I need help with in a way. But yeah, when you're painting, that's that's yeah. your zone. That's your, your, zone. Your, that's your domain. You've got yes. full control over that. Yeah. And is that is that yeah. how you, as a teenager or whatever, when you were growing up in London, was that is that what what the appeal of painting and of making art. art was for you? Yeah, I think it was because I would. I mean, a lot of young people are very vulnerable, and I think I was very vulnerable and unsure of myself. Right. And, yeah. But with art, you felt very confident. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So you, and you work on your knees in your studio. Yeah. See, I was I was asking about the landscape ones being outside. Is that I? Because you were saying about your allotment, you crawl around, and I was yeah. imagining when you paint outside, do you do that with the paper on your lap and the paint on your lap? Are you sometimes on the floor making those? Not anymore. I used to do it on that, but somehow that doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. But now I have a 
drawing board on the floor and I'm kneeling, leaning over it. Excuse me. Uh, that is probably why I've got such a bad back now. Oh, right, yeah. from, from making work, do you think? I do think. Wow. But on the other hand, if I'm standing up, I mean, I actually, if I'm on my hands and knees, yeah. I even tip over on, on my hands and knees. Right. So it's less far to fall. To fall. Literally. Got it. Got it. And do you feel more connected, like closer to working on your hands and knees on the floor? Do you feel closer to the painting? Uh, do you feel like that helps with creating the work or do you find it difficult with the perspective of... You know, you know, because sometimes you make paintings and artists will look at the painting then take some distance on it and then go back in. Do you feel like your style is so successful because you don't have that freedom as much to do that? Um, yeah, perhaps. I mean, I do step back. Mm-hmm. But most of the stepping back is like, at the end of the day, you're totally kind of saturated and you don't really know what you've done. Mm. And then you walk out of the studio and you quite often think, oh, that's maybe quite good. Wow. And then you come back in the next day and you think, oh, God, that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Does then, that happen a lot? So is it's that, like a constant yeah, struggle, yeah. isn't it? Like a yeah. battle with the painting. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of going back with the more and having a kind of conversation with it. I actually heard you talk with um with sat next to a painting here of one of your um friends and uh, um Tom, I heard Tom you Shakespeare. Tom Shakespeare and I heard you talk with him and you said something about how sometimes people think when you're an artist it's all happy and jolly yeah and but especially with your work because the colors are so bright mm. and vibrant and alive that somehow making the act of making a painting must be such a joyous experience but in fact it's not <laughs> no it's not. And, um, I mean, it, it's actually got better. I mean, it's funny thing to say. I mean, at one point, Natasha doesn't know this, but... This is Natasha who works for the yeah. gallery, which is, who's with yeah. us now at the moment. Um, and I used to be in the studio with tears rolling down my face, mm. painting. But now there are no tears. And my studio feels very safe. I really like my studio now. And um, um, uh, you know, maybe it's just growing up and losing that that kind of. I don't know. Maybe I just feel more confident about my. About my work and and in, in your end. and in yourself, I, I've heard you say you've never felt more yeah. like, content in your own body. Yeah, that's that's right, really. Um, and that must come through the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going going to the studio every day, which I don't go every day, of course. But my ambition when I get out of bed, my ambition is to get to the studio. And it's like all these things, like going to the gym, trying to get them back a bit stronger, mm. and doing doing various emails to Natasha, oh. <laughs> and then like you know they always talk to things, yeah. and you get distracted. But I usually get to the studio, like to be perfectly honest, right. <laughs> One o'clock, two o'clock. But then I'd like to work till seven o'clock. Right, until it gets dark or yeah. 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 And you have a real drive, don't you? Like it's like and there's it's like a need within you to make art almost every day. I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> um I mean if if you start not going to the studio, you lose contact with with the actual yes. work, yes, yes, yes. Don't you? I you, think that's anything creative. If you, yeah, if you don't, if you don't keep it up, like I'm an actor, and if I, if like 
other actors, when you're, when you're out of work, you then do lose confidence in yourself and your yeah. ability and you think, oh, when you go back into the work, it's harder to, it's not as easy to pick no. it up. It doesn't mm. feel as natural, yeah. No. Um, if recently I've done these two big shows this year. Yeah. And I Congratulations. Very kind of wiped. But I'm just beginning to get back into my to work. To create a body of work for the yeah. next show. Do you know what your next show is, what you're working towards? No, thank God. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no pressures. No pressure. But I'm sure somebody will think of something. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, uh, I managed to do my painting for the 50th anniversary and... I think oh, of the gallery, of Flowers yeah, Gallery. Oh, right, yeah. so you've made a work for that already? Yeah, I think Natasha said it to past, past master. But you, have you seen the work? It's brilliant, yeah. It's a oh. self-portrait. It's a really beautiful yeah. work. When is your 50th anniversary of the gallery? It's 10th of February. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's great. Soon. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, big one. Oh, amazing. Can we go back in time a bit? So yeah. we have a lot of young artists and also not necessarily young, but often emerging or beginning artists. It could be any age, actually, because yeah. there's all kinds of people accessing art at different ages now, which That's is great. That's what I feel like, emerging. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like you class yourself as an emerging artist still? Well, in a funny kind of way, yeah. yeah. Go, go on. Um, so when you left college... I heard that it was quite a difficult time because I yeah. imagine it, it must be when you finally leave art school and you've lost that kind of protective environment that you've had. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that um, leading up to meeting Angela Flowers, who then represented you? Because it must have been quite a difficult time, that and transition. Yeah. And I think it's quite interesting to actually hear that story. Yeah, but it was. I mean, I, I'm really slow on the uptake, yeah. So I... I found the studio, which I got my dad to build the walls. And I sat there and I thought, nobody's coming to visit me. <laughs> and um, I was just very lucky. There were all sorts of serendipitous things. Events, yeah. Events. Um, shall I go through some of them? Yeah, sure. They all have a kind of knock. The, the Arts Council bought two paintings two and because they couldn't agree whether to have portrait or landscape, I think they bought... One of each. One of each. And when, when was that? A long... Long time, time ago. Wow. Ago. Probably like 80s or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at... So that must have been a boost to have the Arts Council buy your work. Yeah, yeah. Well, although, although you know, you are incredibly arrogant when you're. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just feel quite right to. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. justify. Yeah, like, like as well, it they should, should be. be buying it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, and um, Sarah Kent. When I left the Royal College, Mario Dupsky had recommended me, I think, to her, and she wrote two little lines on my show. So she's an um, arts reviewer. Yeah, really she important. was a really influential uh, art critic, yeah. Sarah Kent. Yeah, amazing. Um, and um, on my amazing show. Um, and then um, a guy called, God, Tony Bevy. Um, came to my studio and saw my work on London, and he he didn't he never met me before, and he said, "Oh my, you know this is great. I'm going to put you forward for artist of the day." Artist of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, did he run an arts culture show, or was it? a... Artist of the Day is something they do at Flowers Gallery. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. right. Basically, have a, an established artist picking a an established yeah. artist picking a, a lesser known artist to do a one day show over a certain amount of weeks. Oh, um, wow. It's kind of changed a few times. We do it every other year, um, but we do have one coming up this summer as well. 
Um, and it's just a really good platform. It's a very busy few weeks, but it's, you know, so you show was, change every day. So Tony was one of your artists who would recommend yes. food. Oh, I see, right. So it's, cool, yeah, idea. yeah, we did it a few years ago as well. Um, and we, we've had a, quite a few of our artists actually that we represent now have come from, oh, really, from Artists of program. the Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and this is where Lucy came from. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we, yeah. Um, the book, before then, also, I think I was at Mario Dupsky's funeral, um, uh, and Sarah Kent clicked, I think, or she saw me at Flowers mm-hmm. because I happened to be visiting a Nicola Hicks show, yep. and she remembered who I was, and yeah, she'd done this piece. And your MA show, yeah. Yeah, and mentioned it to Matthew, which really helped mm. a lot, I think. And after the artist of the day, they offered me one person show the wow. following year. And in between that, I met my husband, oh, <laughs> which was a really good thing. Is um, he an artist? No, no, no. no Does he not. like art? He does like art. He's a cracking photographer, ah. but keeps it very private. Okay. Hides <laughs> his light under his bushel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit shy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, where was I going, going with this? She said at the time that you, you were linked up with Sarah Kent and Matthew Flowers, yeah. and then, and then you did your husband. first solo show. You had your first yeah. solo. So it all felt at the time everything was, yeah. the stars were aligning. It kind of, yeah, but that was it, a bit like a tiny snowball. Um, oh, accumulation. Uh, kind of accumula- accumulation. Uh, I think William Packer covered my work. Who's, who was William Packer? Was he a reviewer? He was a reviewer. A oh, critic, F- was he? Financial Times. Financial yeah. Times. Yeah. Wow. And he just came in, I think, to to um, Artists of the Day mm-hmm. and put painting mine on the front page. That's a fan- wow. wow. Oh, that's so exciting. Not the front page, but, you know, in the... In the art section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the art. Yeah, amazing. That's yeah, great. Whatever. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and and then I had the one-person show, and I sold nothing. I mean, I had very low expectations, okay? And I went off with my husband, newly met man, to Madrid, oh. and came back, and he found me up. And said, do you know the Met from New York has just walked in and bought, I don't know, about three pieces of really? your work. And I went, is that good? She <laughs> went, yes, it's good. There's nothing better. The it's Metropolitan so Museum in New York bought three of your paintings yeah. from your first solo show. Yeah. I mean, what an endorsement. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Yeah. And they're actually the works you were talking about earlier, where you were so, where you were going to the South Bank. Yes. Um, yeah, because yeah, they have one know. called Winter South Bank from That's 1987. You've got it. Yeah, so you've been to see these one. yourself with your husband. You went to New York yeah, and saw them York. in person, yeah. right? We, we did. They, they took on. And we had Kate one picture. And that of me in the front of the because they didn't let you take pictures, but they got let <laughs> um, if you're um, the artist, you're the artist. You get to take you've a got bit. a little bit of a. You, you can be a bit cheeky this time. And yeah, that continued. What did that feel like to see your paintings in New York? It was it was really great. I mean, I really, I really did not quite take on board how big. That museum is, you know. How important. And they they had my piece of work with a few other British painters. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really exciting. That's so brilliant. Um, And I read at the time that you saw work by Jackson Pollock then in in the flesh for the first time ever. Yeah, that's right. And that really inspired you. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I when I read that I thought that's really yeah. interesting because Jackson always worked on the floor as well. He always put his yeah. canvases on the floor yeah. and worked on them from above. He did put them above. And so that energy of transferring yeah. paint to canvas is the same sort of energy that you have because you're working at them from that sort of yeah. angle as well. Yeah, that yeah that I suppose that's right. And I really like those painting, and I. I also realised Mary can expressionist yes. painting, but I've never been able to work totally abstract way because a I'm I'm British. I mean that sounds really stupid, but <laughs> um, you know we're always cramped. Certain cramped, oh, cramped, yeah, in, in spaces, right. And I, I needed, I needed solidity of something real to look at to be part my work on. Mm. But that didn't mean that I didn't admire. These yeah, these It's about knowing, having your own instincts and knowing what sort of artist you are. How would you describe yourself as an artist? What would you oh say you were? God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Um, boy, an expressionist. An expressionist. Figurative painter. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But... Oh, I was going to say that the works that got bought by the Met were of the South Bank, and they were very, you can, they're they're quite um, almost like accurate probably to what the the scenery was. Yeah. But I feel like as your works developed into the more recent years, maybe from 2011 to the present day, your landscapes to me seem to have this really transformative element to them. So yes, they're depicting landscapes that you might live near in Mm. Shropshire or... Um, but they also have a kind of imaginary element too. So you yeah. might like remove or edit what you're seeing yeah. for the beauty of the picture. And yeah. can you talk a bit about that? Because I, I find that so joyful and I, th- I think it really brings, like we're surrounded now by a few different works mm. and like these ones here where you've almost got this kind of mark making. So it's yeah. much more about well, It's experience. like a reflect, there's a reflection in yeah, the water there, but water, it's, yeah. it's playing yeah. with, yeah. Was, is, is that an interesting transition for you as an artist? To... Yeah, I, I think it is. And, um, and I think my work has developed and I do edit out stuff, obviously. And it's not... It's perhaps more about the colour now and how colour works mm. within painting um that's a strange painting (laughs) i'm so happy it's here because that was one that i haven't obviously seen in real life and i saw that on the internet did you or a similar one anyway but i just loved this it actually made me think a bit of like stanley whitney kind of like 1990s work well it's got a a tonality musical tonality to it do you you ever paint to music i don't paint music because 
it would totally use up my my mind. Right. I would It'd take the focus away from It would take the focus away. And I'm a boring a stitch water, okay. And Radio Four <laughs> keeps Keeps you going. Keeps me alive. <laughs> I think it does for a lot of people. It yeah. just uses up that part of my brain that, that would go up on my... Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can concentrate on work. Whereas if I had music, I would be too emotionally involved mm. actually in the music. Interesting, yeah. To not... Just put it into work. Yeah, and you've actually been on Radio Four recently with your friend Tom Shakespeare, who was sat by the painting I, of him. I, I love. People should listen to that because it's a really brilliant. Um, you can hear it on iPlayer, and it's a wonderful visit where he comes to your studio in preparing a text that he was going to write for one of your books. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I love that interview. It's a really wonderful portrait of you. So you um, you were um, you were talking about emotions in your work, and I've heard you describe your work containing a spark of anger. Yep. And do you that that you using the emotion of anger in your work is that important to you? Is that something you've really discovered later in life that that's what? I think it's always there. You know, they because when things are really difficult, you you do can get really angry. I mean, mm. um, and it's not necessarily just. Throwing plates around the room. Mm. Not quite that kind of anger. But it's that kind of energy that yeah. anger can give you. If you know, know what I mean. Yeah. It's, well, it's amazing that yeah. you can harness that, what is a negative energy, yeah. and turn it into a positive and use yeah. that as a driving force in your art. Yes. Because you you, yeah. your works has so much emotion in them. There's so much... Yeah to read in, but you can feel an energy, your energy in the works, especially yeah. especially more so in the landscapes because yeah. of the, the mark making there. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like beautiful and amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I um, One of my favourite paintings by you was called The Shadow of Life from 2012. And it was oh, actually yeah. in the National Portrait Gallery um, award uh yeah yeah and that what year was that 2013 it got the award i think but i love that painting so much yeah. and it, it's got a kind of shadow on the left hand side do you know why i think you respond to that as well i think it, it, he's one of his favorite artists is frida Kahlo. yes and oh, i think it's yeah. there's the, the double portrait that frida Kahlo did which yeah, is sort yeah. of the interior and the ex- exterior which i think again is what your work really covers is is a lot of the interior is being portrayed on the canvas yeah yeah and they're, they're kind of Exterior in the actual analogy, but also quite often I do have a shadow. What what's it called again? Um, it's called the shadow of life. Yeah, yeah, a shadow of life. And in a way, that that can be flipped around, and the shadow of life can be the shadow of death. Can't be oh. because you know it's always with you. It's always with you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of stalking you yeah, behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and there's quite quite a lot of um, my work does have shadows in it. Right. Yeah. And you're not yeah. you're not fearful of that. You're embracing that and accepting of it or. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if you remember being depressed, it was just kind of, yeah. A dark cloud. Dark shadow, isn't it, around which... Um, I think a lot of people could recognise that emotion. I think more. also why I connected with this painting in particular is the present the presentation of your body and your kind of stance the way that you're standing yeah and it's so kind of true to how you are mm. but this idea that you've had to almost confront yourself you know through the act of painting yourself yes. and you're having a conversation with yourself mm. and then i then respond to it 
with my own relationship with my own body. And yeah. there's this kind of like commonality between all of us that we all have our own, you know, complex feelings with the way we look and yeah. how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that painting particularly just really spoke to me because of that, which is actually similar to Frida Kahlo because um, growing yeah. up, you know, seeing her self-portraits and also the way that she um, had her accident and then had a physical yeah. suffering or whatever. But I always, um, even though I'm able-bodied or whatever, I still feel a complete kind of um, connection with you, yeah. you know, through just the experience of being human. You know, yeah. this kind of, and that's what I think yeah. is the, such beautiful psychology in the, in the work, you know, yeah. that is such a joy to experience. Yeah. 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 I, and it is all about being human. Mm. Isn't it? I mean, uh, that's what I want to paint about, really. Mm. Yeah. So we ask every guest that comes on two very important questions. The first one we ask is, if you could do an art heist, you could steal any artwork in the world and you can take it with you and we'll help you. It could be anything you want. Yeah, it can be as big as you want. As or small as you want. It could slip in your pocket. And it what could be your, anywhere. What is your <laughs> touchstone <laughs> artwork that okay, you would Okay, well, I, I have thought about this yeah. because I've heard that you asked this <laughs> <laughs> question. You know, and I'm going to take that Jackson Pollock. You're going to take the Jackson Pollock you, you saw in the Met? From the Met to absolutely. So how big is that? Because we've got to help you with this. Um, okay. I've a thing it must be at least three meters, wow. four meters okay. right. by five meters. But you know what? It's it's relative. It's, it's like a constellations one. So it's the, it's, yeah. it's like it's it's typical Jackson Pollock. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah. But I also take the Rembrandt as well. The Rembrandt from the um, Kenwood House. Yeah. Yes, the self-portrait. Yeah, I've taken that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. mind me having two? No, uh, we love you no, having no, two. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're I, good. I want to go to Cambridge well, House right now. I'll go New York. <laughs> I'll go New York some there anyway soon. So exactly. I'll get, yeah. I'll get the Pollock, and then you can go to. You, I think I'm coming out, so I can. You I can used to live in Hampstead, didn't you? So you I used to live in Hampstead, exactly. So you can go so Cambridge House. I have well. access to Cambridge House. Yeah, we're so going to do you well. You go back to Shropshire, and then just just check the postman, and they might they'll be coming through the door soon. Going through the door too. Well, that would be worth building a new house for, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah. yeah. Is your studio in your house? <laughs> no, my studio that's six miles away. So how do you get there every day? I, you... I drive. Right, wow. Yeah, yeah, I have to drive. But, um, yeah, my house would not be big enough. To house the Jackson Pollock? To house the Jackson Pollock. <laughs> Or, or, or your own paintings. Or Lucy yeah. Jones' paintings. Yeah, I was going to say, Lucy <laughs> Jones' paintings are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. They are. Apparently, I think after this interview, we're going to see a two or three metre one now. Like yeah, a really big one, so it's very exciting. Um, yeah. um, and that actually leads us on to the next question, what you ask every guest, which is, what is your favourite colour? Um, and that's an interesting question to ask you, because your painting is so much about colour, colour. it's becoming more and more yeah. so, I think. It is. And I'm the only answer, and so it depends on what colour you put next to another colour. Right. So it changes depending... It changes. Yeah, the combination of colours. A combination of colours, yeah. you know. But you don't shy away from colour, Lucy. You, no. You, lo- you are a colourist. You love colour. I don't shy away from colour. It's true. I can't deny it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you always had that sensibility? Nope. I've worked from... Camberwell, which was very much about linear and drawing mm-hmm. and tonal structures. And then when I went to Bar College, I thought I would try and explore colour more. Embrace colour more. Yeah. Well, you've had comparisons to David Hockney a lot. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that a. That, that's very nice. Um, I really like his earlier work, mm-hmm. yeah. I really like his earlier work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do too, actually. I love all his early paintings and his drawings and etchings. and yeah. They're just incredible. And yeah. they were so ahead of his time. That one he so did incredibly and, sort of and openly and, and really proudly gay Yeah, as gay well. as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was one he painted called We Two Boys Clinging oh, it's Together. it's an amazing painting. I remember when I first saw that, I was slightly yeah. taken aback. Yeah, yeah. And just to think at that time to be making that kind of work. 
Yeah. You know, to be so yeah. open and honest about who yeah. you are. Who you are. Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. thing. Who are your inspirations art-wise? <sighs> I know, look, Toulouse, I know Toulouse the Trek was a major one. Yes, I heard that. Well, that. That was when I was really like a teenager. Right. Or, you know, but being skinny, I have a lot. I've got Leon Kossoff. Mm. Leon Kossoff, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because, partly because these people taught me a little bit. His use of paint, these kind of yeah, this kind of thread which runs through. I can see a lot of Frank Hour back in your landscapes. Yeah, Mark definitely, Mm. and the journey through expressionists. Yes, um, that personality. George Basley. Oh, the upside down. Upside down. Yes. Where he really, really uses colour a lot in those. And I really like that. But also distorts the body in a certain way, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There was another artist I'd like you to tell us about uh, before we wrap up called Emily Sharmy, who (laughs) was an inspiration to you, was she? Yeah. 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 She was a French avant-garde yeah. artist, but she was yeah. ahead of her time and that yeah. really inspired you. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because she's, she's a woman, but working. I mean, outside when I was at Royal College, I used to wonder what, when we left, what happened to women painters? Did they all kind of fall into ditch? <laughs> and get buried because they just didn't think to be any around. I mean, there were a couple of tutors. There was Carol Hodgkin and there was Jennifer Dowling, and they they were working. Uh-huh. But there just weren't that many women, women <sighs> painters. I mean, now there's Jenny Savile. Savile, yes. Mm. Or like now, contemporary. You mean contemporary now, working? Or yeah. You got like Tracy Emmons doing painting now, and Lynette yeah. Yadon Boacci. Yes, love her paintings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. But see, I I do like a lot of different artists. Yeah. 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 Kind of feed my work. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, do you do you think um, being a woman artist was another kind of challenge for you to be accepted in the art world? Yeah, I think it kind of has or added mm. to it. But everybody from my tutors um, have been very generous to me. Yeah. You know, like the collect the art council mm. collection that that wouldn't happen without one of my tutors being on that committee. Right, right. right so right. you know, so you had certain people champion you and mentor you and yeah. support you, yeah, which has helped. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think so that's important. more serendipitous than luck with you. I think because of your talent, it, yeah, was, exactly. it has think, had to happen. And well, I think that's. I think when I've spoken yeah. to a few people about your work, everyone is really yeah. passionate about it. And I think once you discover you, it's just so genuinely good as well. Like the, the what you're a very skilled artist, mm. but there's also this kind of you know, personality and even looking at this painting of Tom Shakespeare here, it's just brilliant. Like, yeah. totally captures him and his, his yeah. energy it's and his unique, personality. and a unique take on identity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's celebrating life as well. The it, highs, the lows, like all of it. Yeah. Really, I think, celebrate him and I'm really pleased with that painting. Yeah, and that took six months, didn't it? It was like quite a long, long time. time. Yeah, amazing. That Bloody wheelchair. <laughs> you had to get it just right, yeah. I yeah. mean, the, wheel, the wheels are not straight down. Yeah. Got it. You know, it's one of those posh ones. 
that he can really move around yeah, yeah, right, so right. quickly. You can never keep Oh, they're up. really lightweight, aren't they? They're kind yeah. of like um, titanium. Yeah. And he's yeah. such a plush kit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. But, yeah. Amazing. It's interesting as well because it's such an immediate painting. Like you can really feel him laughing. Like you can just imagine him sitting here with us yeah. right now laughing. And the and, scale And the as idea well. that took six months to make is so fascinating. It's, we, we met um, an artist, which I think you heard the episode of um, Joyce Pensato. You said yes. you listened to it recently. Yes. Because um, we did her final interview. And yeah. she also has this energy in her work, which yes. is, um, she was really inspired by German Expressionism too. But there's yes. this real immediacy and like joy of life and mm. kind yes. of energy to it, which yes. could take her many months to create it's such a mad thing in a way mm. yeah but yeah um does that kind of annoy you how long t- things can take yeah yeah i mean wouldn't it be nice if one could just go into studio and do it really quickly but <laughs> guess it doesn't work like that you might think it does you might hope it does, does yeah because yeah. you start painting and you think oh this is going really well <laughs> And then halfway through, you know that it's crap. Oh. And then you have to go back and go back. Yeah. You know? How many do you work on at the same time? One or two. Not many. Right. No. But I quite often keep, keep them once they're finished, like at the side of the studio. Yes. So you're just kind of looking at you it. You sit with them for a while, yeah. Checking it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Amazing. So if we if we did like an X-ray of your paintings, would there be many sort of versions underneath, or is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, is there sort of history? Do overwork everything? And under that one, there would be quite a lot of movement. Wow. Yeah, because of the wheel. Yeah, bloody yeah, yeah. wheelchair. But <laughs> also, getting it exactly where I wanted on that canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it. brilliant and. Um, I noticed a lot of the articles that have been written about you, um, A, they've been by women writers, which is so brilliant, like women supporting women. What about this idea of success to you? Like, um, is it, is it, has it been a blessing in a way to get discovered and to have this kind of, you describe yourself as emerging now. Is it, is it, is it kind of, has it been good to have a bit of space to just make your work and not be bothered too much with? Yeah, me, it's always, I like, I need the space to make my work. Mm. My studio is very quiet and it's very um, out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Natasha hasn't seen it. Still waiting. Still waiting. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, seen many pictures of it. So it's a very private space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a funny kind of way, I didn't realise when I emerged from... from Rome scholarship in those first few years, everything was That going, was in 1982, the pre de Rome, just let everyone know, prize yeah, of Rome. Going really well. And, and then it tapered off. And it has picked up mm. in the last kind of eight years, ten years, which is... Very nice. So yeah. it should. Be, well, we, be, yeah. It's funny that whole amazing. journey, isn't be, it? Like, because you work, you know, you work really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and um, I've always ticked over, but it's, it's nice to think that people recognise my work a bit, bit more yeah. In, yeah, a, no, in a wider context. Because yeah. I think lots of artists know my work. Yes. I, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think, and I think that's part of the struggle of being an artist. Like, if you're just starting out in your career now, it's like you might have these moments of, like you were saying, you went to Rome and you had that pre de Rome and then you got your first class honours degree and all that stuff and then the Met by your work, but then it might get quiet again. So yeah. you have kind of moments of like, like waves, that snowball you, and yeah. then it might yeah. stop for a while. Again, like with any creative business, that yeah. is exactly how it goes. Novelist, singer, actor, writer, yes. it always, you yeah, have yeah. you have fits yeah. and spurts, don't you? Yeah. But you've just got to stay on that creative train. Yeah. yeah. On the train. On the train. Keep going on the train. We're all on the train. <laughs> well, thank you so yeah, much. Thanks, it's been so. such a privilege to speak with you. Well, we love you so much. And 
I'm so grateful to, oh, yeah. to have I'm discovered your work in the last so year. I'm so glad. Tell yeah. me really yeah. <laughs> We do. And we're going to do some pictures now for our Instagram. Yeah. So. And for everyone listening, there are three really great books that are available at Flowers Gallery. Um, one is the one that I mentioned, Awkward Beauty, but there's also one dedicated to landscapes and then one dedicated to the portraits, yeah. which um, even though people like to separate, I think they're both completely linked to each other. Yes. And um, yeah. they're equally as important as each other. Yeah. And um, they're all self-portraits in the sense, aren't they? Because even the landscapes, it's like your relationship to the nature. And, yeah. yeah. Well, look, can I thank you yes. for doing such a nice interview, Aww. which I was pretty scared about. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I mean, much. you you sound very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. Oh, I that's found, nice. I find out they really are friendly. We are. Oh. But also, I think we we've um, we we choose all the guests um, on the podcast because there's no one producing it. We just do it on our own, yeah. and it is very personal to us. Yeah. And we only want to speak to people that we really have that connection, connection. with, even yeah. if we don't know them yet. Like we've never met yeah. you before today, yeah. but we already felt a kind of connection to your work, yeah. and therefore to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank for, you for having well, us. Yeah. Thank you, thank Natasha, you. for organising this. Thank you yeah. very much. Yes, and um, for everyone listening, we will be posting images of um, this room actually, because I'm going to start yeah, taking yeah, pictures yeah. of all these paintings, but um, of also all the artworks we've spoken about. Yeah. Um, throughout the episode and um you can see that on instagram at talk art and you're not on instagram are you yourself you don't do social media um, <laughs> please i'm so sorry <laughs> i have to get somebody to show me yeah well um, honestly don't worry about that but um flowers you are on instagram aren't you what's your instagram we are just at flowers gallery exactly so if you go to at flowers gallery you'll be able to I'll see be a, some of Lucy's yeah, work yeah i'll get to see my own work absolutely <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah absolutely um well thank you so thanks much. everyone we'll be back very thank soon you, you've been okay. listening to talk Bye. art with robert diamond and russell toby follow us on instagram at talk art where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode with music by jack northover subscribe to talk art at apple podcasts spotify acar or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.